A very, very wild Tuesday in Major League Baseball is going to lead to an even wilder Wednesday Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. But, Scott, Chris, please do not punch yourself in the face. This is a punch-yourself-in-the-face-free zone here on FBT. I can't guarantee anything. That is my go-to whenever I'm frustrated with myself. I just punch myself in the face. I will every once in a while just hear, I'll be sitting at my desk, Scott sits a cubicle diagonal from me, and I'll just hear, you know, like, the sound of flesh hitting flesh. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was watching that, and I was like, did Ken Giles just punch himself in the face? And I have a really, like, lame DVR, so I can't rewind live TV. <laughs> so I had to wait for Isn't that terrible? Like, it's 2018. <laughs> I can't rewind live TV. Uh, but, yeah, it's dark ages. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I did see the replay, and he did, in fact, punch himself in the face. It was amazing. So, actually, it was. bullpen stuff is kind of crazy right now. I got to tell you, like, Sunday night, Saturday night, Sunday night uh, are usually my busiest waiver wire days. I went bananas yesterday on the waiver wire. Bud Norris has got to be owned. The Lionel de Shields might be under-owned. I made a, two pickups that scared me a little bit. I might have overspent on Mike Soroka and Jorge Soler. I want to get your thoughts on that. Let's start with Mike Soroka. Everything was great for Soroka. Six innings, one run, no walks, five strikeouts at the Mets in his Major League debut. 13 swinging strikes, all good stuff. Uh, I guess the only thing that concerned me is he got, you know, like third time to the order. He gave up the home run and... I think a single, whatever. That's not a huge deal. But I, I mean, guess half, he, half the hits off him were by Cespedes. So yes, thank you uh, for lying he, to us, Cespedes, about missing three days and me putting you on yeah. the bench. By the way, uh, yeah. is he a two pitch pitcher? Because he didn't throw very many changeups. I thought he had a changeup. He didn't throw. I, I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. Forty two percent owned. He, he may just not have needed to, Adam. Like what I liked about him. Um, I mean, there's a number of things to like about him. Great control pitcher. The amount of sync, there were some great gifs going around on Twitter yesterday, the the sync he was getting on his fastball, which just went from like, you know, thigh high to around the ankles as it crossed the plate. And he got, on, on one version of the fastball or another, he got nine swinging strikes yesterday, which is a, considering he threw only 80 pitches, that's a really high number for fastballs. And if you can miss bats like that with your fastball, which generally isn't a great swing and miss pitch for anybody, uh, there's there's the potential for a really high ceiling here. Chris, so Mike Soroka is 42% out. And by the way, we don't even know if he's making another start immediately. Um, what do you think? How owned do you think Soroka should be? I would say probably in the Jack Flaherty range seems right to me. I don't oh, okay. know what the Jack Flaherty well, range is. Who would you rather have, Chris? Would I ra- who, who would I rather have? <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, it sounded like you were going to continue. Uh, um, no. I would rather have. Gosh, I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough call. And, yeah, you I mean, know, yesterday is a better prospect, but Flaherty at all, Flaherty is also, I'm going to say his name correctly now. Flaherty's also, um, he's just really impressed and he seems to have taken a step forward, uh, as a prospect, adding a couple miles per hour to his fastball. And so, you know, maybe those prospect rankings aren't entirely indicative of his current talent level. So I would probably go with Flaherty. So, I would have said Flaherty yesterday uh-huh. because it wasn't clear. You know, this is probably a one and done for Soroka. We'll see how committed they are to Anibal Sanchez, who's working his way back from the DL. Um, my feeling before yesterday was it wasn't clear at the next opening whether it'd be Soroka or Luis Gohara, who would be further along in his recovery at that point. Uh, when obviously we know Flaherty's the next man up for the Cardinals, but I think there are clearer entry points into the Braves rotation. And I'm not so sure Soroka didn't, didn't surpass Luis Gohara with this start. Um, like it won't take much to get Anibal Sanchez out of the rotation, a- assuming he's even back in. I mean, Soroka could just stick around. Yeah. Also, he looks like he's 15. I just want to point that out. Um, so that's fun. 
Mm. Well, he's 20. It's not far off. <laughs> Soroka did look really good yesterday. All right, the three most added pitchers in CBSSports.com leagues are Nick Kingham, Kyle Gibson, and Mike Soroka. And they're all owned in about, you know, 43 to 53% of leagues. Okay, it's pretty close. Nick Kingham, Kyle Gibson, Mike Soroka. And I want you to rank them first, Chris, then Scott. Nick Kingham, Kyle Gibson, Mike Soroka. Soroka, Gibson, Kingham. Oh my goodness. I, I'm actually going, uh, I'm actually going Kingham first. Followed by Soroka and Gibson. Alright, that will conclude our Mike Soroka conversation. Of course, you can email us and tweet us if you have any questions. We got a lot of big news to get to. Tuesday standouts. We have the Worryometer Wednesday. We have Hey Real Quick and we have Grade the Trade. And what's today's teacher theme song for Grade the Trade? Pretty good, right? Pretty good one. Although this song yeah. is, it, it's an anti-teacher. That's okay. Right. It's like, look, you can't, it's like, it's, it's tough. Teachers it's a, are bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How does the rest of it go, Chris? Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. Yeah, it's pretty, it's actually, that was really shrill and very difficult <laughs> on the ears. Alright, Jordan Montgomery left with elbow tightness and he's gonna have an examination today. And he's probably going on the DL, and hopefully it's not, you know, something terrible for Montgomery. Domingo Herman will join. Looks like he will join the Yankees rotation. And is he an AL only guy, Domingo Herman? Yeah, for now. I mean, he's not a prospect on the level of like Soroka, Flaherty, um, but some interesting minor league numbers, as you'd expect for a guy who is getting a shot in a big league rotation. Um, I think it's bad yesterday. news for Jordan Montgomery, though, that they basically announced this before his start was even over, right? Like, yeah, they announced that he was going back to New York to uh yeah, to get a second opinion or to to be, you know, examined. Yeah. It's yeah. usually the the examinations usually not we think your elbow's fine and we just want to, you know, see how good of shape your elbow's in. Yeah. No, that's it's, usually it's, not it's what scary. it means. And Erman, uh, his last two appearances in long relief, seven innings, eight hits, one run, two walks, seven strikeouts against Minnesota, and yesterday at Houston. So it looks like he would slot in to start this weekend against Cleveland, uh, or maybe next week against Boston. Uh, Johnny Cueto, yeah, yeah uh, I'll just finish up with that. Johnny Cueto's okay. on the DL with elbow inflammation. I win? <laughs> uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be a race to see who gets back first between him and Eaton. Yes. Neither are partaking in baseball activities right now. Did I win for Corey Seager? Uh, sure. Yes. Okay, then you win for Johnny Cueto. Okay, you, no, that, uh, yeah. Get well fair. soon, Johnny Cueto. We wish you will get well or whatever. Yes, as Scott mentioned, Adam Eaton shut down from baseball activity. Two players removed into, uh, and that doesn't mean, I don't know what that means for Eaton, by the way. He could resume it in a few days, a week, something like that. But right now they're taking it slow with him, which is... No, we don't know what it means for Cueto either. Elbow inflammation among the ba- mo- the vaguest of diagnoses. So, like, this could be a season-ending injury for Cueto. Hey. I guess hypothetically. Hey. Or it could mean he's on the DL two weeks. Right. I don't know. Uh, so Rizzo and Harper both moved to leadoff in the order. Harper, they were pitching around Harper all the time. He had entered the game with 12 straight games without an extra base hit which was the longest such streak of his career. And Harper homered yesterday. And Rizzo homered yesterday. Is this big news to you guys? I think Rizzo is more likely to stay in the leadoff spot, right? Yes. Because the the Nationals started Max Scherzer in the eighth spot yesterday, and I believe uh, Dave Martinez, is that their manager's name? Yes. That is their manager. Uh, I'm pretty sure he said that it was... You know, more like having Harper in the number two spot. Actually, I think I may have jumped the gun in saying, yes, Rizzo more likely. Because they moved, because I think Almora and Baez sat yesterday. So, I, I, you know. But like, Rizzo has batted leadoff for stretches for the Cubs in recent years. I don't know that either is very likely. Is that fair? That, That Joe Madden likes to tinker. And yeah, I would agree. It's probably not a long term situation, but. Mad, Madden's enough of a madman to potentially keep it going. Okay. And in the bullpen, so we got a lot of bullpen stuff, but here's part one. Keenan Middleton is on the DL. Cam Bedrosian blew it yesterday. 
He had been very good over his previous six appearances, but gave up three hits and two runs against the Orioles for his second blown save. Who do you want in the Angels bullpen? And Middleton is optimistic he can come back after 10 days, but a lot of pitchers are optimistic about that and get it wrong. Who do you want in the Angels bullpen? Nobody for a premium because it doesn't sound like a long-term issue for Middleton, and I don't think anybody will be good enough to wrestle that job away in the meantime. But um, particularly since Bed Rosen already flopped in his first chance, uh, Jeff Jeff Fletcher, a beat writer for the Orange County Register, even before that appearance was speculating rookie Justin Anderson could be the one to get the the opportunity, and he had been p- pitching in sort of a setup role. So. You know, as much as Mike Sosha likes to move those guys around, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get the next one. Justin Anderson. Okay, yeah, and Anderson pitched in the seventh. He pitched in, like, the sixth and seventh innings yesterday. And, uh, yeah, Bedrosian blew it. Bud Norris is the St. Louis closer for the foreseeable future. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's got two walks, 20 strikeouts, and 14 in a third. A great season so far for Norris. And, yes, I did feel like it was necessary to pick him up in a head-to-head points league yesterday. 55% owned Bud Norris. Uh, Corey Knabel beginning a rehab assignment. So I know Jeremy Jeffers got a save yesterday, but uh, obviously uh, – that's the, actually one thing we have not talked about with Hader. While Knabel is out, which I guess isn't going to be that much longer, Hader's probably not going to get that many back-to-back saves if he's going to pitch two to three innings every time. Yep. So yeah. keep that in mind. Uh, and Ken Giles punched himself in the face. He gave up a three-run homer. He, he was charged with four runs in a third of an inning. Should we be worried about the, not just his face, but his role, Ken Giles? <laughs> he had been lawless his previous seven appearances. No base runners at all, uh, which caused me to move him up the rankings quite a bit before this outing. Like, it's just so frustrating because he's obviously a good pitcher, but he keeps pulling crap like this. <laughs> and the Astros, um, are the kind of organization that, uh, that would go to a by committee, um, situation, at least for a stretch. So I, I don't know. I mean, Giles is still obviously the Astros reliever to own above all others. I guess Davinsky would be my next choice, but I, I really have no idea what they're going to do. Okay. So that's uh, Ken Giles and the Astros situation. And a lot more news coming up later. And hey, real quick, and all that good stuff. But let's talk about Tuesday standouts, other than Mike Soroka. Chris Towers, who stood out to you yesterday on Tuesday night? Uh, let's talk about Matt Carpenter, who went to Ding Dong City in a clutch moment last night. And, you know, there's been a lot of hand-wringing about Matt Carpenter and whether he's just done, and I don't think so. And so yesterday was a nice bit of confirmation bias for me. Now, this was a – I don't know where he hit the home run. Do you know, left or right field? Probably right. I do not. It was a wind is blowing out like crazy to left field day at Wrigley Field and was actually pretty low scoring given that. But, yes, Carpenter homered. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. He did they, not they, play they at play, Wrigley Field. Who did they play last night? The Brewers? No. They played the Chicago White Sox. Well, the White Sox. Sox. That's what it was. In St. And he Louis. homered off. He homered off Soria. That's what it was. Okay. All right. Well, when must have been blowing there, right? It I was mean, in St. Louis. St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. My bad. I confused right. everyone. All right. Matt Carpenter yeah. is Chris's standout. Scott, who's a standout for you? A standout for me. Not that I really have a great take on him, but gotta point out what Kevin Pillar's doing for the Blue Jays. Fifth stolen base yesterday in five chances. Or actually, that may not have come yesterday. But he's five for five in steals. He's up to 12 doubles already. Um, His line drive rate is up. He's just hitting the ball harder than he has before. A guy who never is known to strike out much. More home runs. I think he's up to four home runs. So, you know, like a 20-homer pace he's on. And um, it's made him a top 10 outfielder in, I think, both formats so far. And what... Like, I don't necessarily trust the hitting improvements because he's 29 year old and has never shown this kind of, um, capability with the bat. The line drive rate is up, yes, but it's come at the expense of the fly ball rate rather than the ground ball rate, which isn't a great, which suggests to me there's going to be some leveling off there. But if he can continue to run like he has so far, again, five for five in steals, um, and he's certainly a fast player, one of the best center fielders in baseball. That would make him potentially like a 
fourth or fifth outfielder in standard roto leagues. So um, I'm not opposed to adding him in those formats. Just don't. I'm not trusting him to be quite this good yeah. all season. This is Kevin Pillar, and he's batting 315. And I think the most amazing thing about Kevin Pillar, his last 10 hits have been extra base hits. But just the the five steals, remember, three of them came off Batances in one sequence. That's true. Uh, yep. Including home. And he's only stolen twice since then. And he did, ha- I'm pretty sure he stole that base yesterday. Uh, I was going to ask he you did. later, hey, real quick, and I'll do it now. Hey, real quick, Kevin Pillar or Domingo Santana? Santana. Yeah. I, I mean, if it's a points league and I'm just looking for a hot hand play, I don't think Santana needs to be owned in a points league. So I could see Pilar in sure. that scenario. Okay. Yeah. Santana's... But there are probably better points like that to make. Yeah. It's a good uh, chance. You know what? Let's talk about Jorge Soler right now. Cause this is a guy I spent $17 on him out of 250. So that's not a huge bid. Uh, but I wanted him as a 13 team roto league, not a ton on the waiver wire. Then I looked this morning at the batted ball data. And it's troubling, in my opinion. First of all, Solaire hits more ground balls than fly balls. He has a pretty good hard contact rate. He's something like 25th or so in baseball. It's very good. He has a 411 BABIP, I think. Uh, which, yeah, I mean, he's hitting the ball really hard, so you expect a high BABIP. But I guess three home runs. He's walking more lately. That's really good. I don't know. I see a lot of ground balls and not a lot of home runs and a very high BABIP. And maybe I overspent on Jorge Soler. Do you guys think that he might be breaking out a little bit? What do you think about Soler? He's 35% owned. I I think that's a little bit of a misreading of the ground ball to fly ball ratio. Um, he has a 42% ground ball rate, which is actually lower than average. Um, yeah, he does he does hit more ground balls than fly balls, but he hits more balls in the air than he does on the ground because you have to add in line drive rate. Uh, so a 42% ground ball rate actually isn't alarmingly high. It's not Domingo Santana uh, levels. So I'm actually not worried about that. He's an interesting player because he does hit the ball very hard when he hits the ball hard. And when he doesn't, he tends to hit the ball very soft. And so there's still some inconsistency in his swing, but the plate discipline has been really good. Um, and it's that especially he, he has a reputation as kind of a free swinger, but in his triple A career, especially he has actually walked a ton. He's going to strike out a good amount, but yeah. I think there's a lot that's really positive in Jorge Soler's profile right now. Uh, I'm buying. Okay. Did you see how gently Chris told you you were wrong there? No, the I appreciate that. I think, Look, I, I, I think I that might be that. a little bit of a misreading. I, 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 I actually was worried that was a little bit rude. No, oh, not really? at all. Look, okay. I, I, I encourage that, absolutely. <laughs> that was a very nice way of letting me down <laughs> easy. Uh, and I'm happy because like, I, did, I did spend – actually, I own Solaire in three of my six leagues right now. So I hope this is the start of something. He has struck out seven times in his last three games. Uh, he hit a three-run homer in extra innings yesterday. And, you know, he's got pedigree. He's got pop. So, all right, Soler, 35 36% on, I guess. Would you rather have Soler or Odubel Herrera? Soler. Soler. Soler or Franchi? Soler. Soler. The franchise. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Soler or Max Kepler? I really Soler. like Kepler. I'm going to take Kepler. He's my He's my under-the-radar uh, breakout player that, you know, there's the obvious ones and then there's the under the radar ones. He's breaking out. Scott, let me tell you the, uh, the under the radar stat of the day on Max Kepler. Max Kepler went 22 consecutive plate appearances without a swing and miss, the longest streak in baseball this year. However, I'm surprised to hear you, of all people, you, Scott White, calling <laughs> Kepler a breakout just because you look at the fantasy points per week and I know you don't like guys who aren't everyday players. And I don't think he scored more than 16 points in a week yet, which isn't very good. And, you know, he's always had a lefty issue. So, yeah, yeah Kep- that's, let's talk Kepler. that's the biggest key for me. He does have a 982 OPS against lefties right now. And it's not with, like, a super inflated batting average on balls in play. So, mm-hmm. it, but it's also 20 plate appearances. And his, yeah, his career 20. is, it's not, it's another one of those players where, like, he cannot even, he shouldn't be on the roster in games that lefties are playing. 
And so that's the question for me. If he can become just decent against lefties, I think there's a chance he can be a useful option, but I'd rather have Soler. He doesn't sit at him though. He's, he's, no, he doesn't? he's okay. played every game except one, I believe. Um, I, the twins had a lot of weather impacted games in the early going, which probably, mm. oh, okay, uh, that's a good point, which probably impacts those week, that week by week breakdown. Yeah. But, he's only started four games against the lefty. Um, and he's been bad in those games. He's apparently done some damage against left-handed relievers. Yeah. Um, but I just like, like the stat you dropped about the, um, about going that long without striking out. That's closer to who he was in the minors. Like a really good contact, really good plate discipline guy who started swinging for the fences when he got to the majors. And it looks like this year Kepler is combining those two skills. And, uh, I think he could be, I think he could emerge as a must star player as a result. All right. Max Kepler, he was a sleeper hitter for Scott, so I got the Scott sleeper hitters column. If you're, especially if you're in a shallower league and these guys are on waivers or a 12 team head to head points league, very very useful. I use it every single week basically uh, to fill out my lineup and just kind of stream outfielders mostly. All right, so that's the stat of the day. Uh, we got a lot coming up. I get to play Pink Floyd again, although I'll be 100 percent honest with you, I don't really like Pink Floyd. Chris, do you like Pink Floyd? They're they're fine. Okay. That's that. Like dark, dark side of the moon's great. I, I don't. I'm not like spinning animals on the reg <laughs> you, or anything. Did you see that one of um, one of our listeners on Twitter called me out for my horrible taste in music for not knowing about Animal Collective or something like that or one of the other indie bands you named? And he, sure, t- I mean, yeah, that sounds right. He tagged. You have horrible taste in music. He tagged the wrong Chris Towers. Oh, was, everybody okay. tags the wrong Chris Towers. Did he great. tag the uh the British football writer? I have no idea who he tagged. Okay, but he was like, "Oh wait, you're not that Chris Towers." But every every Chris Towers hates my taste in music. All right, I gotta <laughs> I gotta talk to everybody about something important here. Something very important for the gentlemen out there. It's a website. It's called forhims.com. Forhims.com, and you want to go to forhims.com slash fbt f o r h i m s dot com slash fbt what is for hims this is a great website 66 percent of men start losing their hair by age 35 and when you start to notice hair loss it's too late so be proactive about it for hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss for skin care for sexual wellness for men so guys out there you got some some stuff going on go to for hims.com you get medical grade solutions we're specifically going to talk to you about the hair loss factor here uh, you're going to get medical-grade solutions from real doctors. They're offering well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. We're not talking about herbal supplements. We are talking about medical-grade solutions and the generic equivalents of those name-brand prescriptions. And at forhims.com, there's no waiting room, no doctor's visits. You just save hours by going to forhims.com. You answer a few quick questions. A doctor is going to review and prescribe for you, and it will be sent directly to your door in a non, just a kind of a generic box, uh, for your privacy purposes. So, forhims.com slash FBT. If you need help with hair loss, skincare, or sexual wellness, and our listeners get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair for five bucks while supplies last. Go to forhims.com slash FBT. This would ordinarily cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. How about five bucks, everybody? Forhims.com. Slash FBT five bucks uh, to help keep your hair forhims.com slash FBT. Hey, real quick, Ronald Acuna, Ronald Acuna or Mitch Haniger? Ronald Acuna. Yep. All right, that that works for me. I'll move on. <laughs> They're both in my top twenty-five, though I believe. Uh, it's just Acuna's verging on top twenty. Hey, real quick, Sonny Gray or Tyson Ross? Um, I dropped Sonny, Sonny Gray, Gray quite a bit, but uh, I do think he's still ahead of Tyson Ross. And I like Tyson Ross. He bounced back post-cores as I expected him to. Tyson Ross is only 62% owned, folks. Yeah. Tyson he Ross or, uh, or Soroka or Kingham? Uh, Tyson Ross would be my top choice of those. And I'm, I'm all about, I know I wasn't on yesterday's 
Oh, I was on Tuesday's podcast. That's when we were reacting to Kingdom, right? Yeah. So I talked about Kingdom. This audience has heard my Kingdom take. Monday. Yeah. Monday, yes. Uh, okay, so Ross at 60. Is Ross like very under-owned at 62%? This guy's got a 328 ERA, 40 strikeouts and 35 and two-thirds. And he's only had nine, he's only had two non-quality starts. Tyson Ross, they were at Houston and at Colorado. I don't think he's very under-owned, but I do think he is under-owned. And yeah, I think he's a two-star I, pitcher. I think he's must-own. Like, he's in my top 55 pitchers, and that's, it'd have to be a pretty deep format not to have one of those guys. This, it looks like that killer slider pre-thoracic outlet syndrome is back. He got 12 of his 14 swinging strikes on it yesterday, and that's been going on in every start but the course field start where he hardly threw it, presumably because it wasn't sliding as much in the thin air. Scott, this is the guy you should have, uh, you should have thrown all your weight behind. Yeah, as opposed to Harvey. Yeah. I, I do think it's funny how, like, you know, just sport, sports loudmouths have taken to calling Matt Harvey a fake ace. Like, like he's, um. Oh, yeah. I, I supposed saw. Supposed to be an ace post surgery. Like, I, they're not giving some, him. No, I saw some guy saying he was overhyped at his peak, and it's so stupid. That's not, yeah. yeah. No, Matt Harvey was awesome. Uh, I mean, he might have been overhyped. Just kind of happens to New York people, but nah, he had like a two thirty ERA. It's hard to be overhyped when you when you do that. Okay, how about uh, hey, real quick, Christian Villanueva or Nick Castellanos? Castellanos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Christian Villanueva is doing everything against lefties right now, and you're not going to get enough opportunities against lefties to keep that up. Yeah, you said it. He's got an 18-15 OPS against lefties, eight home runs, and 30 at-bats. He struggles against righties thus far. And I think if you believe in batted ball data, then you got to believe that Nick Castellanos is a buy-low guy because 6.8% soft contact rate, a really low home run to fly ball ratio. Maybe he just hits too many line drives and not enough fly balls. I don't know. But Castellanos is hitting the crap out of the ball. Uh, This is... The baseball info solutions data, which is the hard hit, soft hit, that stuff, the little vaguer stuff, makes him look like an absolute superstar. And then the stat cast data, which like tells you the exact miles per hour, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. he looks pretty normal by the stat cast data. Like he's hit 33% of his batted balls 95 miles per hour or harder. His average exit velocity is 88.5. His average exit velocity on line drives and fly balls is 91. And that's all like, it's, it's not terrible, but it's middling. So I, I continue to believe that there is something going on with the baseball info solutions data in Detroit. And it tends to overstate Nick Castellanos impact. Okay. But you'll take him over Christian Villanueva. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on from Castellanos and Villanueva. Hey, real quick, Jed Lowry or Yoan Moncada? Yoan Moncada. Moncada. Yep. Okay. Lowry is the a top three second baseman. Moncada's ninth in points, sixth in roto. He leads baseball in strikeouts. And now Moncada's gone 11 straight games without a stolen base after uh, he had four in a row, uh, one steal in four straight games. But uh, are you encouraged by Moncada's – Hard hit rate, because he is amongst leaders in hard contact rate. Are you discouraged by leading the league in strikeouts? Uh, how do you evaluate Yoan Moncada right now? Uh, he, I mean, the steals are going to be critical, because I expect him to be a low batting average guy. I expect him to be a very high BABIP guy, so you know, if his strikeout rate is closer to the 30% it was last year, then you know, it's up that 38% now, which is ridiculous. If it if it normalizes to the degree that he's still a bad but not um, historically bad strikeout hitter, then, you know, there's a good chance he hits 240, 250. And if there's 30 homer power, 20 steal speed, uh, that's probably going to be a top 10 second baseman. Here's the entire list of players who have hit the ball harder than Yohan Moncada on average per stat cast. Nelson Cruz, Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah. Here's the entire list of guys who have hit the ball 95 miles per hour or more in more of their batted balls. Teoscar Hernandez, Luke, Luke Mayle, Malley? I, don't know. I think it's Malley. And Matt Olson. Actually, no, it's not Malley. It's Tyler Malley. It might be Mayle. Luke Mayle, I don't Olson. know. M-A-I-L-E. Yeah. He is a male. I have no idea who he is. He's male. Backup yes. catcher for the Rays. 
There you go. Or I'm not even so, sure it's the right. But yeah, he is <laughs> no. top five in the entire Major League Baseball syndicate in various batted ball metrics. So this he, is good, right? We're, we're pumped about that with, uh, he hits the crap out of the ball. He doesn't actually swing and miss all that often. It's kind of weird. He just, he's an extremely patient hitter and it's, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll wait for, he'll wait for strike four. I mean, he was right sit there that's, and take, yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind <laughs> of the issue. And so, but that, that's to me, that means that like it's possible he could improve. And if he doesn't, he's still going to get on base a ton because he walks. Yeah. Mm. All right. By the way, Luke, Luke Mail is a catcher for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he probably he might be better than the starting catcher for all we know. He for the might Blue be. Jays. <laughs> he's uh, hitting the ball that hard. Hey Scott, who would you rather have, uh, Russell Martin or Wellington Castillo? I would rather have Wellington Castillo. But why don't you go ahead and make that move in the scam league while we're speaking? Make that change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I hope. I hope he's not still on waivers. All right. We've got. Worryometer Wednesday and grade the trade coming up, but let me tell you about your fastest way to win some money. It's on the Draft app or on Draft.com. If you sign up with our promo code FB today, you will play in a real money game for free just by using that code FB today when you make your first deposit on Draft. And that will automatically get you following me, Big Kane 2. And you can also follow me just by looking up my username if you're already on draft, Big Kane 2 And you can win my money because I will challenge you to a draft and you will beat me because everybody beats me. And we'll play for a dollar every day. And, of course, only a few people get in, but you'll have an opportunity every day or just about. Uh, draft is awesome. You do a snake draft every night or every day. You can you can do like a, the big slate for the entire day. You can do just the night games, just the day games. You can do expert mode where you remove some of the best players and make it a little bit tougher on yourself. Uh, you can... Keep drafting after you're done with your initial uh, round of drafts. And uh, you draft one pitcher, two infielders, and two outfielders. It takes just 30 seconds on the clock, and most people don't use 30 seconds, so it's really quick. Get on draft right now or go to play or go to draft.com and uh, enter the promo code FB today. The promo code is FB today. That'll get you a free entry into a real money game when you make your first deposit. FB today. I think we should do some grade the trade. Uh, first, let's do Worryometer Wednesday. Alright, Worryometer Wednesday, I only have a few people. They're all outfielders. Zero to ten. How worried are you about Michael Conforto? He is terrible lately. 209 with a home run. Ugh, terrible year for Michael Conforto. Worryometer, zero to ten. It's I'm about, a- uh, six, seven, something like that. Yeah, we still don't know how his um, shoulders going to react. I mean, he hit, he showed some power on his, while he was rehabbing. And so we kind of put that concern to rest, but this is, this is an untested injury he's coming back from for hitters. And the closest comes we have among pitchers that ruined all of their careers. So. And it, if you were thinking about a guy who's not entirely comfortable with his shoulder, you would think about a guy who has inconsistent swings, doesn't make great contact. And, more than anything, is a little wary of swinging. And his swing rate is down to career-low levels. And so that, you know, it's a little fan graph psychology, but it, it it looks like a guy who's not entirely comfortable yet. Didn't you major in fan graph psychology? Yes. Yeah, it's it's showing. Michael Conforto is uh, the first up on the worryometer. Second is Gregory Polanco. He's, his batting average is even lower than Michael Conforto's. He's batting 192. And he's been bad against lefties and righties. What's your worryometer on Gregory Polanco, Chris Towers? One. Really? <laughs> I mean, he's walking more than he ever has. He's striking out more than he ever has, which is a little bit concerning, but he's also hitting for more power than he ever has. The the batted ball indicators are all very positive, and I mean the thirteen percent line drive rate isn't, but it's early enough that I'm not too concerned about a line drive rate being a little bit low. He has a 197 Babbitt. When, when the way you're speaking is is almost like you're saying buy low on Gregory Polanco. Yes, buy buy very low on Gregory Polanco. Pick him up when whoever in his league drops him. Yeah, he a, like he has a 197 Babbitt. His batting average should probably be 80 points higher. Yeah. Scotty. I mean, I wait. Give me a number on the worryometer for Polanco. I'll I'll say five. Like. There's not 
much of a track record of success here. So, but there's say, a track to record say, of to say it's early in the of... season, and um, you know you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know that he's earned that. But there's a track record of a 285 career Babbitt. If all he does is that, he's hitting 280, and nobody's concerned about him at all. We're talking about the the Gregory Polanco breakout. You know, like yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Last one on the worryometer on worryometer Wednesday is Justin Upton. 228 batting average, four homers, 10 walks, 32 strikeouts in 29 games. Scott, worryometer on Justin Upton. One. Um, and it'd be a zero. I moved him down in my rankings, but more so because other outfielders I feel like have surpassed him. Like, he's, he's a guy who swings and misses a lot and has extended slumps. This isn't new. That's all I think this is. Yeah, what are you you worried that you drafted Justin Upton and he's been Justin Upton? Come on. <laughs> he was I, can very, I can he was I throw out a worryometer? Yeah. Yeah. Jose Martinez. Oh. Over yeah, his yeah. last fourteen games, he's hitting two forty one with no home runs, a six seventy five OPS. Are are we are we a hundred percent certain that Jose Martinez isn't just last year's Yuli Gurriel with more walks? Well, that would still be a really good player. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a useful player, but we were talking about him in the first couple of weeks of the season as if he was like a star. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's a top 30 outfielder for me. And if, if he is that version that you painted, Yuli Gurriel with more walks, I still think he'd be a top 30 outfielder. So, um, yeah, I mean, I still think like the line drive rate is still as high, even higher than it was last year. Like everything that, everything that made him a sleeper, Batted ball wise, he's still doing. So I think it's just a cold stretch. All right, guys. Uh, oh. yeah. Well, let me let me move us on here because I want to tell you about uh, the Kentucky Derby, which is coming up. And I already told you that draft is one way to, to take my money and or to just win money. Here's another way to win money: Sportsline.com. Sportsline.com is a great, great resource for fantasy. And if you want to pick some games or the Kentucky Derby, we've got an expert, a horse racing guru, Jody Demling. Uh, he had the Kentucky Derby winner last year, uh, and he's, and he gets these guys, he gets these horses early before they become favorites and whatnot. And he has nailed nine straight Oaks Derby doubles, and to be honest with you, I don't really know what that means. I mean, I do now. I've been told what it means, and it's very impressive. He's held the tickets with the winners of the Kentucky Oaks on Friday and the Derby on Saturday. Nine straight years. So, outstanding advice from Jody Dembling, a real expert here. If you sign up on Sportsline.com with our promo code PITCH for the Fantasy Baseball Today listeners, the promo code is PITCH, and that will get you the first month for a $1 subscription. And by the way, the regular price is $9.99 a month, which is amazing for the research and the resources you're getting on Sportsline.com. But you want it for just 1 buck for the first month, sign up on Sportsline and get that promo code PITCH in there. All right. Uh, let's do, let's do, I think, grade the trade. You guys ready for some grade the trade? Yeah, let's grade him. We don't need no education. Alright, Josiah from Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania is in a 16 team head to head points league. 16 team head to head points league. Mitch Hanniger for Jose Abreu. A plus. <laughs> I'll give it an A minus. Contextual extra credit though. Now he has to change his team name from Eating Hanegers and Hot Dogs. Eating Hanegers. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, you don't have to. <laughs> All right. You don't cool. have to. So A plus or A minus there. From Doug, grade the trade. Twelve team head to head categories league with quality starts. Give up. Faria and Junis. Great start for Junis yesterday. Faria and Junis for James mm-hmm. Paxton. A. Yeah, it's it's um it's gonna be high. I'll give it. Yeah, A sounds good. All right, good job, yeah. Doug. Vic from Farmington, California. I thought that I didn't know that was a real place. I mean, that's where the Shield takes place. Dear Angel, Spike, and Freddie. It's probably not. He's Vic from Farmington, California. Oh yeah, he's Vic Mackey. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. I don't know uh, if Angel, Spike, and Freddie. I don't think those are Shield. And that's that's Buffy, right? Okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Sure. I don't know who Freddy is, but I know there's an, I never saw the show, but I know there's an angel on a spike, so it may, it's a good chance. 
16 team head to head points league. Grade the trade. Please grade the trade and then publicly shame the owner that made this trade. Gave up Patrick Corbin, Luis Castillo, and Eduardo Nunez. Corbin, Castillo, and Nunez. Big trade here. Got back Moncada, Eugenio Suarez, Franchi Cordero, and Blake Trinan. He gave up Corbin, Castillo, and Nunez. He got back Moncada, Suarez, Cordero, and Trinan. Yeah, that's a D. I mean, I gotta adjust my perspective for a 16 team league. It looks a little better. I don't think um, this is that bad. I'm not publicly shaming. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, Cordero. I, I mean, Moncada, I'd rather have the Corbin side, but it's it's um, I'll give it a I'll give it a D plus at least. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. Like the problem is, Moncada and Cordero <laughs> are going to be because they strike out so much better in Roto than points, so that hurts. But like, it's sixteen teams. You, you know, Eduardo Nunez could be pretty useless soon. It could be. Castillo's been terrible. All right, fine, whatever. Eric in Atlanta. <laughs> Dear Hank, Dale, and Larry. I mean, I thought Is it was a King, King of the Hill. I, thought it, I don't know any Larry in King of the Hill. It's it's I think famous Braves. Larry being Chipper Jones. Oh, okay, that makes yeah, that makes more sense from Eric in Atlanta. Grade the trade in a head-to-head categories league. Give up Polanco and Hamels. Ooh, this is relevant. Polanco and Hamels for Conforto and Newcomb. I will give that. A I think it's a C. C minus. Polanco and Hamels, Conforto and Newcomb. Yeah. So there, there's me throwing some weight, some uh, some favoritism behind Polanco. Okay. But they might Conforto be, at the very least. They might be famous Braves, but there was a Larry in King of the Hill. I would just like the record to show. Boy, I'll wow. tell you what. Would you guys rather have Cole Hamels or Sean Newcomb? Dang it, uh, Bobby. Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> Um, dang, dang, old man! I tell you what, I call Hamels. <laughs> Hamels for Chris Scott. Uh, Hamels. All right, here's some news and notes. Happy returns. You went to Cespedes returned and homered. Shohei Otani returned, and Mark Trumbo is back. Minor leaguers. Minnesota starting pitcher Francisco Romero will start against the Blue Jays today. Evan from Chicago wants to know if you drop any of these guys for Francisco Romero. Eric Lauer, Trevor Cahill, Vince Velasquez. It's a keeper league. Um, okay, keeper league. I I'd be more inclined to drop Cahill, although he's doing some interesting stuff, just like he did early last season. Uh, in a non-keeper league, to give a little more general advice, I'd be fine dropping Eric Lauer for Francisco Romero. Scott, is Romero a must-add in in, uh, in keeper leagues? I agree with both of those takes. Right, is he a must-add Romero in keeper leagues? Yeah. Uh well, it depends on how many keepers. Like if you're keeping six guys, no. But if right. you're keeping most of your roster, yes. St. Louis called up Luke Voigt. We don't care about that, right? No. Yeah. Colorado sent Ryan McMahon to AAA. Oops. That uh, was not a the, good draft pick. The Rockies are I, I, I don't want I hate to be like too critical. Uh, because they are a professional baseball team and they have smart people working for them, I'm sure. Um, but they're not being smart with <laughs> anything. Like th- their lineup is bad, and I'm not sure if they realize that yet. I, I they mean, were, they they cannot keep David Dahl out of the lineup. It's ridiculous. They were they were 27th in uh, OPS plus as a team last year, and they're 30th this year. They yeah. have a bad lineup. They, they really and do. they they keep running like they have Ryan Tapia hitting well in AAA. They have Ryan McMahon. They have David Dahl, and they keep running out these crappy players. And it's just it's beyond infuriating. Okay, it is pretty annoying. Day to day, Mookie Betts came off the bench yesterday. Miguel Cabrera sat again. Scott Kingery left after being hit by a pitch. Scooter Jeanette sat again with a shoulder injury, but an MRI revealed no major damage for Scooter Jeanette. Uh, Mike Moustakis could return today, and David Peralta was able to pinch hit yesterday. Making progress. Jake Lamb is making progress. Justin Turner could start a rehab assignment next week. Rich Hill will start Sunday. We do have an interesting email from Brandon. This start for Rich Hill is going to be in Mexico. I recall Steven Gonkowski kicking 80-yard field goals last year. Where is this game being played, and is altitude a concern? 
I don't remember Steven <laughs> Gaskowski kicking 80-yard field goals, but uh, no, uh, if it is in Mexico City, I know that a lot of times games there have major altitude. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I I can't remember if it was Baseball Prospectus or Fangraphs, but one somebody on one of those sites did an analysis of what um what it would be like if a team moved to Mexico City because the altitude at the stadium there is like eight thousand feet above sea level. It's way higher than Coors Field. It would be a like the best hitters park in baseball, most likely. Is that where he's pitching? I'm I trying to get so. confirmation of that, but the the I'm bottom not starting line him is anyway. it's his first start yeah. back from a cracked fingernail that then you know became a, a worse issue. And like, why would you start him yeah. anyway? You know, Steven Souza is nearing a return. Brett Anderson is going to pitch for the A's today. That is not something we really care about. Uh, Trey Turner was caught stealing for the first time. Yanni Chirinos is on the DL with a forearm strain. And Andrew McCutcheon is having good at-bats, according to the San Francisco announcer, which I heard yesterday. And, in fact, he did have some very good at-bats. And this is a guy who started off horribly last year, McCutcheon, and then got very hot for a few months. All right, more from yesterday. Fringy starting pitchers, part one. These guys are owned in more than 85% of leagues, probably because of two starts, I'm guessing, this this current week. Should they be owned in more than 85% – in more than 80% of leagues, let's say? Felix Hernandez – and Scott Service said his curveball is getting better, which is making his changeup better. Felix Hernandez, Jake Junis, Michael Waka. Scott, I feel like Felix Hernandez is at the same place in his career CC Sabathia is at, where they're figuring out a way with obviously diminished stuff to at least be serviceable. But I think you know we I called Sabathia last time I was on a streamer pitcher a quality streaming option, and I feel like that's all Hernandez is. Eighty six percent seems too high. Uh, of these three, Junis is the only one I I would not consider a streamer. I'd, I'd consider him more than a streamer. All right, Chris, let's take a look at the next group of pitchers. Fringy starting oh, pitchers I w- part two. I would like to correct the record I on the Mexico thing. Okay. They are not playing in Mexico City. They are playing at Estadio de Baseball Monterrey, which is uh, in Monterrey, Mexico, which is... 1,772 feet uh, above sea level, so <laughs> not nearly as extreme as Mexico City would be, but, you know, that's still, that's comparable to, like, AAA PCL kind of parks like Albuquerque. Okay. Chris, let's take a look now at the Fringe Starting Pitchers Part 2. Okay. Harlan Garcia, Kyle Gibson, Matt Boyd, Alex Cobb all did some good things yesterday. Harlan Garcia, Kyle Gibson, Matt Boyd, Alex Cobb. How would you rank them? And are any of them under owned? None of them are owned in even 60% of leagues. Oh, yeah. None of them are owned in 60% of leagues. Here's how I would rank them. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Kyle Gibson. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. (laughs) I'm I'm really interested in Kyle Gibson. He's been good since the All-Star break last year. There was an Mm -hmm. article uh, I was reading the other day that he has increased the spin rate and uh, and break on both his slider and his curveball they've been two of the best swing and miss pitches in baseball so far this season actually. what is what does trevor bauer um, have to say about that trevor bauer has so many things to say <laughs> about so much um and he's kind of a clown but kyle gibson looks like a pretty good pitcher and this is a former top prospect who disappointed most mostly through his first four seasons but he's shown some real signs of life i think uh I think there's a lot to like about what Kyle Gibson's doing. I think he's underowned at 53%. Yeah, even compared to the previous group, um, like Felix Hernandez, Junis, Waka. If we were combining these two groups, I'd go Junis number one and then Gibson number two. So even ahead of Hernandez and Waka. Now the upside for him, looking at last year's at the second half last year, you know, it's probably um, I've used the Jake Faria comparison before. It's probably comparable to that. We're not talking about ace potential. But he, no. yeah, he needs to be more owned than 53% for sure. Harlan Garcia has given up 15 hits in 33 innings. And he has a 109 ERA and a .85 whip. Nobody he stole, is He stole Jose cool. Arena's Babbitt power from last year. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to talk about five aces who pitched yesterday. And I want you to rank them rest of the season. Justin Verlander, 14 strikeouts against the Yankees. He had one of the best starts ever against the Yankees in the history of the Yankees. And Verlander is the number one starting pitcher in fantasy. Max Scherzer is the number two starting pitcher in fantasy. Chris Sale. Chris Sale last year, in his the first four months of the season, 
had only one start of less than 100 pitches. This year, he has only two starts of more than 96 pitches. And I do wonder, I've brought this up, I wonder if they're trying to keep him fresh because historically Sale has, for his standards, struggled in August and September. So we have Verlander, Scherzer, and Sale, who's number 10 in points, number 14 in Roto. Noah Syndergaard is number 18 in points, number 26 in Roto. Is another guy who's not giving you a lot of depth. Only one start of more than six innings. And Clayton Kershaw, he's one in four, 286 ERA, lowest swinging strike rate in five years, number 29 pitcher in points, number 30 in Roto. How would you rank Verlander, Scherzer, Sale, Syndergaard, Kershaw, Scott? I could understand uh, dropping Kershaw behind Scherzer because Scherzer is just that good. But, like, a month of lower swinging strike rate for Kershaw, considering he's been pretty successful regardless. Like, to me, that's nothing to worry about. So I'll, I'll still go Kershaw 1, Scherzer 2, Sale, Verlander, Syndergaard. That might just be the top five pitcher. Yeah, the top five <laughs> pitchers in baseball, too, you know? They all pitched yesterday. Well, Kluber didn't pitch. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, like, I've seen some concern about Chris Sale because the velocity's down, and I couldn't even imagine being worried about Chris Sale. They like, may the velocity's be. where it was in 2016. It's not like it's, like, four miles per hour down. We've seen him be effective at this point, at this velocity level. He's still getting a ton of strikeouts and a ton of swinging misses. I just, yeah, he's Chris right. Sale is amazing. There's nothing to be concerned about here. And they may be taking it easy on him to for a better second half, but in the the long run, you're going to benefit from that because he's going to have a better second half. You know, absolutely. All right, deep league hit. I'll give the deep league hitters to uh, Chris. I'll give the deep league pitchers to Scott. Jorge Alfaro. He made some type of adjustment. I I can't remember what it was, but he's seven for twelve with two homers in his last four games. Of course, no walks, five strikeouts for Jorge Alfaro. Kendris Morales, Matt Adams, both double donged yesterday. Mitch Moreland, Jesus Aguilar, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa for the Rangers, and Pedro Alvarez. Do you have interest in any of these guys? None of them strike me as anything more than uh, league-specific type hitters, except for Jorge Alfaro, who I think, uh, and this is this could be confirmation bias because I have him as my number two catcher in most of our Roto Leagues, but I think he's pretty Mike Zanino-y. And I know that doesn't sound like a huge compliment, but at catcher, if you have a pulse, you're in the top 24 and he's got a pulse and could hit 25 home runs this season. So I, I think he's, he's a valuable number two catcher. Jorge Alfaro. The others I mentioned were Morales, Adams, Moreland, Aguilar, Kiner Falefa. There's no way I pronounced that right. I apologize. And Pedro Alvarez. Pitchers, Scott, any interest in Matt Cook, Nick Tropiano, Doug Fister? Andrew Suarez or Zach Eflin? Cook, Tropiano, Fister, Suarez, Eflin. Tropiano's the most interesting of them. Um, he's, this was his second really good start of four since returning to the Angels rotation. And he's shown swing and miss potential in the past throughout his minor league career. Uh, injuries are what have sidetracked him. The reason we haven't talked about him in a couple years. Uh, obviously it's going to take, it's going to take probably like three starts in a row. Of the caliber he had yesterday for me to honestly look into him in mixed leagues, but he's at least worth keeping an eye on. Alright, uh, great start yesterday for Chris Archer. I did not intentionally avoid that, I promise. But that's, I mean, I'm always gonna, I'm never gonna have any worries about him at Detroit against a team that doesn't have, uh, Miguel Cabrera, but great start for Archer. Uh, is Chase Anderson droppable? Probably not droppable. I mean, he's not droppable, right? Like, he's off to a good start by traditional measures. And so somebody, given the shortage of pitching, somebody's going to want to take him off your hand. Would you drop Chase Anderson for Soroka? No. Okay. But it it wouldn't surprise me if Kyle Gibson's better than Chase Anderson this season. Do you think there are any other interesting bullpen developments with Soria, Herrera, Strickland, Kella, Kenley Jansen and Craig Kimbrell struggling yesterday. I don't think with any of those, no. Um, obviously, Vizcaino's perpetually on thin ice, but, you know, it, AJ Minter really hasn't lit it up in the setup role. A lot of walks, so I don't think there's real danger there. Um, but there are a lot of bullpen changes happening. I'm, I'm going to write 
It'll probably go up tomorrow, but I'm going to write a bullpen report. And like a third of the league's closer situations are experiencing bullpen ter- uh, closer turmoil right now. Today's matchups. Starter sit. Just, just, uh, let's do this quick, guys. Starter sit. Danny Duffy at Drew Pomerantz. I would Neither. start Pomerantz. Just Pomerantz for, for Chris and neither for Scott. Blake Snell at Michael Fulmer. Start I would Blake start Snell. both. No, no Fulmer, Chris? <laughs> no, no consensus there so far. Uh, Marcus Stroman at, uh, at Romero, at Fernando Romero. Have I been calling him Francisco again earlier in the show? What the hell is the matter with me? Fernando Romero. <laughs> That's on you guys. You never corrected me. Yeah, well, I like the way you said that. It reminded me of George Peterson. This is George Peterson. Francisco Romero the... Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Start either of them? Yes. Um, I am starting ni- uh I'm gonna start neither of them. <laughs> okay. I wanna I wanna see what Romero does. Sit Matt Moore, start Corey Kluber. Sit Lucas Giolito, start Carlos Martinez. Uh Tyler Anderson at you, Darvish. I would start you. I would start you too, Scott. Clayton Richard, Thanks. Derek Holland, sit in both. Yes. Ivan Nova at Steven Strasburg. Start Strasburg. What about Nova? I'm going to lean no, but it's not crazy. Not a crazy idea. I don't think he's very good, but he's on a nice run, and the Nationals lineup is weak right now. Okay, start DeGrom. What about Sean Newcomb at the Mets? Start both. Wade Miley, Luis Castillo. Neither. Yeah, yeah Chris, no on Castillo. Uh, Nola at Arania. Start Nola. Start Nola. Severino and Keiko will start. Ryu and Godley, I'm assuming we're starting both. Yeah. Yes. Dylan Bundy, we're going to start. What about Andrew Heaney against the Orioles? No. All right. And sit Brett Anderson, start James Paxton, and grade the trade part, too. All right. From No Name. Categories League, Caper 9 is a category. Very important note there, guys. Caper 9 is a category. Um, give up Travis Shaw and Josh Hader. Get Anthony Rendon. Give up Shaw and Hader for Rendon. Travis Shaw. Um, <laughs> is OBP a category? Because if not, I'm not sure there's a huge difference between Rendon and Shaw. Uh, I'd still lean yes. Grade. So I'll give it a C plus. Chris? Sure, C. Shaw and Hader for Rendo and pretty even. Alright, from Jordan. 12 team head to head categories. Ooh, big names here. Give up Jose Altuve and Hyunjin Ryu. Get Giancarlo Stanton, Miguel and Duhar, and Tyson Ross. So give up Altuve and Ryu. Get Stanton and Duhar and Tyson Ross. This seems fair. It's a, it's a scene. It's a, I mean, I like Altuve a pretty good bit more than Stan. I'll give it a C minus. From Peter, grade the trade, Ben, Joel, Dario, and Markel. Scott, you know who that is? Who those guys are? Ben, Joel, Dario, and Markel? Uh, I don't. Oh, how did it take Chris this long to figure out? They're 76ers. I, yeah. What is it? Seven Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. They are the process. They are. Trade Cody Bellinger and Rich Hill for Tommy Pham and Blake Snell. Ooh. And is Pham ahead of of Cody Bellinger at this point? Trade Bellinger and Hill, Rich Hill, for Tommy Pham and Blake Snell. Pham is not ahead of Bellinger at this point, but they're not far apart. I think Rich Hill and Blake Snell Snell are substantially apart. So I will give this a a uh, a B. As yeah, it's a solid win for the side getting Snell. Snell's ahead of Hill, you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And finally from Neil, grade the trade, Charlie Morton and Sean Manaya. Give up Morton and Manaya. Why am I saying Morton like that? Give up Morton and Manaya. <laughs> Wasn't that weird? For Jose Quintana and Ian Happ. How many syllables does it have when you say it that way? <laughs> Morton and Manaya for Quintana and Happ. I will give this. Oh my goodness, you're getting. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad because I, def- I, I, mean, I think Charlie Morton might, yeah. for me now, and Hap is almost valueless. So I will give that a uh, 
a D. Yeah, I don't like it. That's bad. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, listeners. Back tomorrow with Buy Low, Sell High. Buy High and someone we're worried about. And something blue and something barred. Bye. Bye.